This is Bumper to Bumper, the car show. Drive in anxious and cruise out confident with the best automotive info for your vehicle. And now your host, Matt Allen. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy. And again, we are here with you every single Saturday at 11 o'clock to help you navigate ownership of your car, whether that's a big repair you need, normal maintenance. There's always a debate over when am I supposed to do that or what's the distance or time and mileage on that oil change or what's going on with my air conditioner, how do I keep it cool, tires, anything you want to talk about that's related to your car. And boy, the phones are already ringing and I haven't even given out the phone number. 602-277-5827. That's the phone number. Really easy to get involved. Again, no matter what I'm going to talk about, the show's your show. So you're going to direct the flow and how we talk about it. I've got something that, you know, I always like to bring something up that we're seeing in the shop, firsthand experience, what the trends are and such. But again, if you want to talk about something with your car, it's up to you to give us a call and you can steer the direction in, in, in how we go. So we appreciate that. And I also like the follow-ups. I've had some great conversations off the air and on the air uh, with some questions and some really goofy stuff. We had a couple weird phone calls last night. Not weird phone calls, great phone calls, but odd problems. So if you're one of those that uh, calls in and then gets the answer later on, I like to know if I'm right or wrong or what the what was really happening. You know, were we, were we on track? So we can do all of that stuff stuff here during this next hour. So 602-277-5827. And if you like to text, you can do that at 411923. Uh, you know, I was going to talk about shocks and struts and the relationship with tires this morning. We'll probably still talk about that. Um, but as I sit here, shifted gears through a, you know, right here at the last minute, uh, listening to the, the news. 120 degrees potentially this weekend, I think is what I just heard, or sometime in the next couple days. We are now on our 15th day over 110 degrees. And I think the record was 18. I think we're going to break it. I I don't know. Mother Nature must have just been teasing us this June because it certainly didn't get hot, but now it's like the oven door. Oven doors open up. So it's, it's hot. We're getting a lot of calls about air conditioning. Um, you know, if you've got a car that's a few years old, it's probably due for service. Um, you know, we don't just annually just service the car's air conditioner. It's usually going to be based off of a symptom of you saying, gosh, this thing just doesn't cool like it used to. So a few things to give you some tips and things that I do uh, to help try and keep my car cooler. One Think about the direction. Understand north, south, east, west, and know where the sun is um, and where the sun's going to be, more importantly. And you might change the orientation of the way you park. You might back into your parking space if you think about it or pull in another way depending on which side of the car is getting the heat. I'll switch back to that and tell you some of the scenarios for me. A window shade. I don't know how many cars I see with don't have a window shade up in the front windshield. Now, some of them, I've got the little cheap Costco one. I think it was a two-pack about eight years ago or something like that. And it's this big circular deal, but you give it a twist and it folds up into, you know, not much bigger than a big, you know, full-size record or something like that. And, that, and that's pretty easy. Now, my wife's got her car. It's a BMW. I went and got one from BMW. It fits the window really nice and tight. It's really thick. A little bit big and bulky to carry around, but it is what it is. So I'd suggest getting a, something decent to put up on the windshield. When you park your car, I like in my truck, I've got a sunroof. I never use the sunroof except I use it to crack the window. That's always the highest point on the car. The heat's going to rise up. So you could crack the windows just a little bit. Um, most modern cars, you don't need to worry about anybody getting a coat hanger or slim jimming in there. It's not gonna, it's not gonna work. The alarm's gonna go off and, and automatically relock the doors anyway. So that that's something good. To, let's let's get that hot air evacuated out of the vehicle. If you don't have your windows tinted, Carrie's gonna chime in here in a second. Carrie recently got a car. Um, you know, maybe it was a year or so ago. Carrie, about a year and a half ago, yeah, yeah. and it didn't have any window tint. It had the basic from the factory. Okay, yeah. So just the tinted yeah. kind of greenish glass, and and, and you can tint windows for several reasons. I like just the look, yeah. but there is the function of it, Carrie. What's your experience? Well, that's you just you, had something that's this week. You told, me, you told me it would look cooler if I had a dark tint on the maroon car. I thought, oh, okay, I'll try that. So I went and got the, the, 
window tinted, <clears throat> and it's night and day. Uh-huh. Like you said, I, I, at my gym in the afternoons, I park my windshield towards the east, mm-hmm. so I have the west facing. It's my car's never hot. Well, and, and you had this, a rental car this, this week. This week right? I had a rental car with again regular tinted, quote unquote tinted windows from the factory. And it's night and day. The car had a black interior. It was like an oven. Yeah, yeah. Just it really makes. And if you can find some shade, maybe yeah. with a tree, or even at home, you know, there you can just even if it's for a little bit. I wasn't even going to talk about this, but the other thing, like holy smokes, we got five five phone calls. Wow, must be busy out there. Today. Take a phone call. I know. Maybe I should. But one thing that, and I got to tell this funny story. I back in nineteen two thousand or so, I. I Bought a new house and rented my old one and whatever. I had to get out. I didn't have a place to live. So I went and lived with a buddy of mine. And, and this was an old neighborhood that I lived in. The neighbor all the time used to always pull up and he'd open the hood on his car. I'm like, what is this guy doing? Why is this car always got the hood open? He's a little eccentric, but he's letting the heat out of the car. He's letting that, getting the heat out from underneath the hood. Which, you know, he probably had to buy two hood latches over the course of the uh, course of life of the car because they're not designed to open that much. But every day it was open. And then he'd finally pull the car in. Well, I noticed that, too. I'd pull my car in the garage, and holy smokes, the whole garage is burning hot. You pull a 275, 300-degree car potential in there with the exhaust and everything. That's just going to heat your house, too, and your garage. So what I've been doing lately is I, when my wife comes home, she pulls in the garage. But I leave the garage door open. I actually put a fan in front of her car now to get that air out of the garage. When I come home, I just pull up to the door and I leave my truck outside for a couple hours. And then I'll pull it in later. So now when you get in that car after it's been sitting in the sun all day, I think the fastest way to get the car to cool down, if you've done all these things, you've got the car parked, oriented right, you've done everything you can do to mitigate the heat. And even if you haven't, it's still going to be hot in there. I like to get in the car, start it up. All four windows. If you got a back window that rolls down, drop all the windows. That heat inside the car is hotter than the heat outside. So you want to get the windows down. As soon as you get the engine started up, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about turning your air conditioner on and off and all that jazz when you shut the car off. Just when you park, shut the car off. You get that question a lot. Should I turn my AC off? No. Just leave it alone. Get in the car. Turn the AC on. Get on full blast. Windows down. And start driving. That's going to start evacuating the hot air out of the car. As soon as you, and you may not even put it on fresh air, because again, the car, the heat, the air inside the car is hotter than outside the car. So we're recirculating hot air. Let's get some fresh air in. As soon as you feel that vent start to produce a little bit of cold, cold uh, air, windows up, vent on recirc, max air, maybe even slow the fan speed down just a touch. That's going to be the best way to get cool air in the car. Uh, gosh, I was going to say plenty of open lines. Send me a text at 411-923. We've got Bill, Jim, Dave, Andy, and Clark. Listen to Bumper to Bumper Radio. Be right back. Are you tired of wasting time and money on a subpar car wash? The interior isn't clean and there are water spots all over your ride? Hi, I'm Marcus, owner of Pit Stop Auto Detailing in Scottsdale. And I'm Scott, owner of Showcase Mobile Detailing in Gilbert. Two great shops designed to come to you with a five-star rated wash and detail, including reverse osmosis water to make your ride shine like new. Yep, that's right. No more wasting time or money for a bad car wash. Check us out at pitstopdetailing.com or showcasemobiledetailing.com today. Hi, this is Kelly. After my husband and I moved to Arizona, we were looking for an honest, trustworthy repair shop. We happened to meet Spencer Dusay, owner of H&I Automotive, and we were quickly impressed with him personally, as well as how he ran his business. Spencer has trained his highly skilled staff to focus on giving their customers friendly and honest service as their top priority. We always know in advance what the repair is and why with a fully supported digital diagnostic estimate. They're transparent, they communicate, and they stand behind their work. As a woman, I feel respected. I'm not a mechanic, and I always feel confident with their communications and their work. 13 years later, and we've never been disappointed. After all this time, we're still being greeted by the same friendly employees, which speaks highly of the type of business Spencer has built. Check out all of their five-star reviews for yourself online. H stands for honesty, and I stands for integrity. You feel it every time you visit them. The more things change, the more they stay the same. 
Hi, Kurt Rock here for Kurtz Auto Repair. Times and technology has changed, but at Kurtz, we're still the same family-owned and operated business that has enabled us to earn a perfect Better Business Bureau record for over 30 years. Our master technicians are experts in everything automotive, foreign and domestic, gas and diesel. Come experience quality and service that time has not changed. Check us out online at mycarhertz.com. If your car hurts, take it to Kurtz. Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen. And uh, we're going to get after the phones. we got a lot of phone calls. We talked about some air conditioning, how to maybe keep the car cool. And by the way, when you have an air conditioning failure, there's a lot of myth out there. And this is where I want to tell you, before I get to the phone calls, you have to ask questions about the repair. Air conditioning. It's a lot. It's very delicate systems nowadays. When an air conditioning system has a catastrophic failure, it will pump and push the debris from the compressor. Remember, the compressor is just a pump. It's a small engine, except there's no combustion happening. It's got intake and it's got exhaust. When that compressor comes apart and fails, it's going to push all that debris through the whole system. When that happens, you've got to replace, quote, everything. And when I say everything, that's not all the hoses necessarily in lines. It's the accumulator, uh, the orifice tube, or the expansion device, and the condenser, because the debris gets caught in those little tiny tubes. That has to be done. But a lot of people have a compressor they say goes bad, and they still want to replace all that stuff. It's not always necessary. If we have a just an electrical failure of your compressor, you don't need to replace all that stuff. So, again, ask the questions. How did it fail? Why do we need to do this? You need to become educated about your car and become the process. We're not going to teach you to be a mechanic, but when you ask questions, knowledge is power, and you can make better decisions. So just my little thing about air conditioning. So Bill's first then Jim and Dave, Bill in, uh, let's see, let me get the button clicked here, 2004 Dodge Cummins. I need some diesel help in here once in a while. Bill, what's up with your Dodge? Hey, thank you. Hey, getting ready to do a head gasket on that. Question, I got 120,000 miles on this thing. I'd like to talk about injectors. I got uh-huh. no issues with mine. I'm doing about 18 to 20 miles a gallon. Mm-hmm. Since that's open like that, uh, should I re- replace those, get them rebuilt? And if I do get them rebuilt, can I get my same injectors back from whoever I take them to? But the biggest question, guys, just maybe talking about injectors. Yeah, well, out there in the market. Yeah, they're, they're, I, you don't have to. If the, why are you replacing the head gasket? Let me ask you that. You know what? I took a sample of Caterpillar. I'm leaking antifreeze. Uh, okay. I'm hoping it's the gasket. Okay. Yeah, so not you, much, but a little bit. So you've probably got some high silicone content in your oil or some water on your trend? Uh, you know what? They're, show, they're telling me it's burning up on top of the piston, so it's not showing in. Well, it must have showed a little bit in oil. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, good. So, yes, as far as the fuel injectors go, the kind of mileage you've got, you know, whether it's a diesel or gas engine, you may consider having them cleaned. Um, you can take them over to maybe Southwest Diesel over 35th Avenue and Thomas and Canto Oak Street area. And I think they, they're a Bosch service, diesel injector service center. I'm pretty sure they can rebuild your injectors and give yours right back. The nice thing about that is they can also, they can, I think, in the diesel world, they can test them. They can flow test them and see what the pattern looks like. So you know, and then they clean them and then they reflow them so you can see the improvement. You could also maybe just buy remanufactured ones. I'd kind of like to get mine back. You might even be able to buy new ones. If you're going to buy some, though, I would stick with Bosch or whoever the original uh, supplier is of that. Same thing on a gasoline engine. When we're doing an engine on a car, we've got all that stuff off. We can take those fuel injectors, and, and yes, we do fuel injector cleaning as maintenance on the car and run the stuff, the chemical through, and part of that's to clean the fuel injectors. Part of it's to clean up the carbon in the engine. But there is valid reasons when we do head gaskets or engine replacements. We'll take those fuel injectors off, have them flow tested, ultrasonically cleaned. It has a tremendous effect on how the car runs. So, Bill, you know, most people that have Dodge trucks and any diesels, for that matter, they keep them for a long time. 
And I, I think you would be well served by at least uh, having those checked to make sure they're working properly and optimally. So good luck with that bill. And, boy, tackling that head gasket job yourself, uh, I commend you. So Jim and Awatuki, we got a Chevy S10 Blazer 2001, it looks like. How can we help you? Good morning. Morning. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for the good intro, telling people how to keep the car cool here in Arizona during the summer. Uh, I've been here 40 years, and it took me that long to learn what you're telling folks. <laughs> right. Uh, one more one more safety tip. Do not leave your Bic lighter on the dashboard. I won't tell you how I know that. What did you leave on the dashboard? Oh, your Bic lighter. Yeah, yeah it might go boom, huh? Uh, good friend of mine, yeah. Yeah. He's got his windshields. Burned his car. Anyway, my Blazer. Uh, bought the Blazer. Uh, suspension was trash. I replaced all the sway bar bushings, and I replaced all the front suspension from the steering knuckle to the outer tie rod ends. Mm -hmm. I got the upper and lower A-frame bushings that had the uh, upper and lower A-frames. I had the bushings and ball joints already in them. When I went to replace the springs, I noticed one side of the springs is just a natural spring, and the other side had a flat ground on it. I know you have to align those springs with the holes in the bottom of the A-frame, but I'm not sure. It looks like I may have put them in upside down because I got about an inch, inch and a half taller than what it should be, and it's topping out the shot. Uh, what do you think? And, and so you didn't install new springs. You just reinstalled the old ones when you replaced the control arms, right? Correct. Well, I, and is it just higher on one side or on both sides? No, it's high on both sides. Okay. I'm going to suspect you did talk a little bit about the springs possibly looking different or having a different uh, edge on them, uh, you know, yeah. the way they came down. So, you know, that's why it's important to really pay attention to how things come apart. If the two springs are different, you can visibly see a difference in the springs. You know, I might take a pause and, and say, wait a minute, why was another's was one side spring replaced and one wasn't? But prior to you doing that, did it have level ride height on both sides? Yes, they're, they're, they're still the original springs and they both sure. match. But like I said, one, in one end of the spring, it looks like it's got a flat ground on it. And if you sit it on the driveway, it's, it's at an angle. It's not perpendicular. Right. Yeah, so, you know, um, well, yeah. What, what, I, I went to the guy at the garage down the corner, and he says, oh, springs are springs that don't make any difference. But then I was on YouTube, and the guy said, hey, some of these springs have markers on the end of the spring to tell you how to align them. And I yeah. didn't see any markers. But well, what I, would do, what I would do is take it back apart one side at a time. Just take one side apart, and I want you to get your old parts out. So if you got the left front, take the left front control arm, set it on the ground, start to look at that. And there's going to be some witness marks where that spring used to rest. And I think what you should do is line it up. You may have that index wrong, but clearly if both sides are higher, it's something that you did. I would also double-check and make sure that the new control arms that you got match up exactly so the old ones, they, there could be some slight differences. It's always a possibility that you did get the wrong part. Maybe not likely since they bolted up, but I'm going to imagine that you got that spring indexed wrong. So, and, and, you know, when you're doing stuff yourself, and even when you're not doing stuff yourself, we as professional techs in the shop, a lot of times we're doing jobs we've never done before. And you've got to really pay attention. You've got to have the service manual. We take photographs now. Sometimes we'll take a little video uh, where the bolts go just for our own knowledge. But they're, they're, these systems and stuff are complicated, even when it gets down to suspension. So you really just got to pay attention. And, 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 you know, and when you're doing stuff, if you're doing it yourself, maybe do one side at a time. You know, so if something goes wrong, you can always have the other side as an exemplar model to, to, to look at and make sure you're putting things back together. So, Jim, hope that helps. Good luck with that. Be careful working in your car. Make sure you're using jack stands and doing everything you can do to be safe. So, David Mason, Nissan Leaf. What's going on with the electric, electric car today? How are we doing? I'm doing well. I've been waiting since Tuesday to, to, to talk to you. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm here to get educated. 
Um, I took my, my leaf. It's got just over 15,000 miles, and I've had an electrical failure in the dash. So I took it to the dealer, and they're going to take care of me. It's under warranty, and life's good. However, the dealer also recommended some other service items, and I wanted your opinion on these. Sure. First one, replace the brake fluid, $130. Um, I've never done this to a car. I don't know of anybody that's ever done it. Maybe it gets done when the brake pads get changed out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen this before, and I wanted to know what you thought of that. Sure. We can go over that. What else? And the other one is they want to – now, this is 15,000 miles. Transmission fluid exchange, including conditioner and treatment, $250. <laughs> okay. So what, what do you think of those two items? And that, those are the only two? Well, there's two others. Let's have them. Um, they want to – they want to replace the cabin filter, okay. which I, I've done before. It's right behind the glove box. Yep. I can get one for 15 to $20 at my friendly local Napa store. Sure. They want $73. Well, and what they want is reasonable, and you can do it yourself, certainly. So that, that's reasonable. And then what's the last one? And the last one is uh, AC refresher cleaner. <laughs> uh, AC and evaporator system clean and disinfect, $150. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. And you don't have any other problems except for the thing that's under warranty, right? That is correct. 15,000 miles. Yes. Okay. Well, we're going to break this down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Uh, Hit the hold button, so you're going to listen uh, listen on your phone here. We'll we'll go over these things. So, like like I would say for everybody, and we've talked about this before, there are great reasons to deviate from the owner's manual. And I and I just hear the music playing. That means we got a minute, and I can't answer this question in a minute. So I'm gonna after the break, we're gonna this is going to be the topic we're we're going to talk about. If I can here, weigh in for just two seconds, half of these things I could weigh in on, and I don't work on cars. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So, we, everybody deviates from the owner's manual. You have to. The owner's manual is designed for that car in the most perfect environment and conditions. Yes, all the manufacturers do cold weather testing in Alaska or the Arctic. They do hot weather testing here and in Palm Springs. But the maintenance issues and maintenance items are different in those areas. Could be a lot of different things. Moisture, humidity areas versus dry areas are going to affect different things. We'll talk about all that. So if you want, get your owner's manual out, and then we'll talk about how we deviate from it. Listen to Bumper to Bumper Radio. We'll be back in a minute. Hi, this is Champ with Champ's Family Automotive. We are a family-owned and operated full-service center for your automotive and diesel needs. Have you been searching for a trustworthy automotive and diesel repair shop? Well, come see us in Goodyear or Surprise. Import, domestic, or diesel. Yes, we take care of it all with state-of-the-art technology and technicians. Bumper to Bumper Radio approved. Check us out at ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. And yes, that's ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. If your garage has become a breeding ground for bugs and pests, it's time to call A1 Garage for service. Hi, Tommy Mello here. Replacing the bottom rubber on your garage door can have a huge impact on the number of bugs you see in your garage and in your home. As the weather starts to warm up, keep those creepy crawlers outside by calling A1 Garage for service today. Cracked or worn out bottom rubbers and seals expose your garage door to bugs and other pests. A1 Garage for service can replace old bottom rubber and seals in no time. And don't forget about all the moving parts of a garage door system. Wheels get old, cables fray, grease runs out, and tracks move, putting excessive wear and tear on your garage door system. Call today for our $129.99 tune-up special that includes a new bottom rubber. And remember, the garage door is the smile of your home. So don't wait. Call A1 Garage Door Service and you'll be smiling today. Trust is so important, especially in times like these. At Virginia Auto Service, we've been the place you can trust for over 25 years. Hi, I'm Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy and owner of Virginia Auto Service. Rest assured, we've implemented all the necessary steps to keep you safe and sanitized. As we begin to move around a little more, take some stress out of your life by trusting your vehicle to Virginia Auto Service. We are in the heart of downtown Phoenix, 7th Street, just south of Thomas. Check us out on the web, virginiaautoservice.com. Breaking news is always first. 
on Arizona's news station, KTAR News. Now, KTAR News Time is 1130. I'm Troy Barrett. KTAR Breaking News Alert. Uh, breaking news coming into the uh, KTAR Room. National Weather Service is reporting that just about 15 minutes ago, the official temperature at Sky Harbor Airport hit 110 degrees. We are well on our way to 118 for this afternoon. A few spots, according to the National Weather Service, could actually reach 120 degrees for today. And 117 is the old record for this afternoon. Looks like we're going to shatter that again. Uh, breaking news coming into the uh, KTAR newsroom. National Weather Service reporting that the official temperature at about 1115 this afternoon or this morning was 110 degrees. And while we haven't seen much rain in a while, the six reservoirs along the Salt and Verde River systems collectively at 94% capacity. The largest reservoir in that chain is 95% full. It would be nice to get out to the lake today. Your dreams of being an instant multimillionaire are still alive. Last night, no one matched the six numbers in the Mega Millions drawing, so that means uh, Tuesday's Mega Million will be about $640 million. Tonight, though, you could win $875 million with the Powerball drawing. Time to check traffic now live from the Valley Chevy Dealers Traffic Center. Here's Tom Keeble. Well, Troy, if you are trying to head out to a lake, make sure to avoid the northbound Interstate 17. We do have road closures there that were pre-scheduled between Union Hills Drive and Pinnacle Peak Road. Now we have an unscheduled blockage way up north. This is at milepost 237. It's causing about a five-mile stoppage there right past New River. So beware for uh, some extra... Extra time there if you're headed up to the high country this afternoon. We do have a trio of new surface street crashes, 7th Avenue and Bell Road, 21st Avenue and Adams Street, and in Scottsdale. We have on Scottsdale Road and McDonald Road. For traffic, Tom Keeble, KTAR News. 118, your forecast high for today and tomorrow. A couple spots around the valley could reach 120. Right now it's 109 in Gilbert. Weather brought to you by Howard Air. I'm Troy Bear on Arizona's news station, KTAR News. This month's KTAR Community Impact Spotlight focuses on your Valley Hyundai dealers and their support for Phoenix Children's. The Giveathon for Phoenix Children's is coming up in August, and this year marks 14 years of Valley Hyundai dealers' participation. In addition to giving from Hyundai USA, every individual Hyundai dealership in the Valley collects money for Giveathon to add their support. Over their 14-year association with Giveathon, your Valley Hyundai dealers have donated over $823,000 to Phoenix Children's, and they forecast their largest gift ever for 2023. KTAR News is proud to shine the Community Impact Spotlight on your Valley Hyundai dealers and their tremendous giving to Phoenix Children's. Bunker to Bunker's fourth annual Summer Throwback Golf Tournament at the Corin Crenshaw Design Talking Stick Golf Club is back on the stunning Peeposh South Course on Saturday, July 22nd. Benefiting the Society of St. Vincent de Paul of Arizona, the popular two-person scramble is loaded with special prizes, awards, and breakfast. It even includes a coupon for a second round of golf, all for just $114. It's open to the public, but space is limited. So grab your partner and register today at BunkerGolf.com. Old service with all the latest in modern technology. It's not a dream. It's what they do at Import Car Specialists. Conveniently located in the Biltmore area, right off the 51 at Indian School. The expert team at Import Car Specialists look forward to solving all of your import service needs. So bring in your classics, that old Triumph, Alfa Romeo, or maybe your new BMW, Mercedes, or Audi. They can take care of all of it for you. Check them out today at ImportCarSpecialists.com. Hey now, are you driving around in a filthy car and don't have two hours to waste sitting at an inconvenient location, getting a bad car wash or detail? Hi, Scott Drummond here, owner of Showcase Mobile Detailing in Gilbert. And I'm Marcus Morton, owner of Pit Stop Auto Detailing in Scottsdale. We've been servicing the Valley for over 15 years with a five-star rated service. We come to you to wash and detail your car at home, the office, or even on the golf course. Check us out at ShowcaseMobileDetailing.com or PitStopDetailing.com. Hey guys, Champ here with Champ's Family Automotive. Been serving the Valley for over 15 years treating customers like family. Integrity, fair pricing, and trust. It's what you should have in your automotive repair facility. We understand that if you treat customers like family, they continue to return to you. Whether you have a domestic, import, or diesel, we have state-of-the-art technology, technicians, and tools to take care of your needs. Award-winning facilities in Goodyear and Surprise. Check us out at ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. That's ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. Cars, trucks, minivans, SUVs. 
You're covered bumper to bumper on KTAR News. Alrighty, welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy, here with you every single Saturday at 11 o'clock to help you navigate ownership of your car. I've got to remind you, bumper to bumperradiocom is there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if you've got an issue during the week or you need a car repair, maybe you just need a question or you're looking for a place to go, first go to bumper to bumperradiocom You can call a shop in your neighborhood and have them answer your question for you since you can't get a hold of me on Tuesday afternoons. Um, Go there, whether it's a detail shop you're looking for, a body shop, you need a mechanical repair, an oil change, you got a question, use them as a resource. And when you go there, you're going to find shops like Husband's Auto Repair up in Scottsdale Air Park, right around the corner from Costco. Dale and Lori Husband run the show there. That's a truly family-owned business. She's working there. He's in there working on cars. And they're the owners, and they're the family that runs that place. So if you're looking for one, you're looking for a shop, and you're in that North Scottsdale area around the airpark, Husbands Automotive. And if, you, if you're if you a repair shop owner, technician, or consumer of auto repair that would like to refer a great auto repair shop to us that you'd think be a good fit, we'd love to do that, too. And you can send us that information through our contact list at bumpertobumperradio.com. So Dave called in. For everybody that was joining, we talked about some air conditioning, but Dave has a Nissan Leaf. Well, that's an electric car. Um, but he went in for some warranty work, and they came up with this list of stuff that he needs. That's a pretty common thing to happen. Um, low mileage. I mean, he's telling me these things. He, I'm scoffing as he's saying, like, why would you need that? Uh, you know, change the brake fluid. I... When I first started seeing cars getting brake fluid changed when I worked at Porsche years ago, and we did a lot of racing stuff, a lot of club racing, and to pass inspection for the club racing, you had to have the brake fluid changed once a year. Most of the German manufacturers for years have been talking about changing brake fluid, and the typical rule of thumb is every two years. You have to say, why do I change my brake fluid? Brake fluid is hydroscopic by nature, so it's going to attract. It's going to pull moisture into the into the brake fluid, and then once you've got the moisture in the brake fluid, now you've got contamination. You've got liquid in there. You've got water, not just liquid, water. You've got water. That's going to cause corrosion on the aluminum components, the seats of the anti-lock brake components and such, and... In an extreme case, not not us, most of the people driving around would never know the difference, but if you cannot, if you have water in there and the brakes get hot, that produces steam, you cannot compress steam or, you know, that air like that in a hydraulic fashion, so your brake, you're going to get brake pedal fade and stuff. So how often do I need to check change my brake foot? I say every two years. I looked up the Nissan Leaf Owner's Manual, it says 15,000 miles. I was shocked. Whoa, then I said, wait a minute. Why? What the heck? Something special about this brake system on this car? And I don't see anything special about it. But then you look at the details. So I'm looking at the owner's manual here, and I can barely see it without my glasses. As I lean in, you can hear my voice fade a little bit. Um, 15,000 miles is the extreme service. Now we've got to talk about extreme service. Yeah, extreme service, we're hot. We're over 110 degrees. Uh, I can think of a Honda timing belt issue where they said you got, instead of 105,000 miles, you change it at 60 if you're consistently above 110 degrees or something like that. So we are severe service for part of the year. But in his case, I'm thinking, well, we change brake fluid because of moisture, not because of heat. So I don't think your brake fluid needs to be changed, Dave. If you look at Jonah's manual, there's regular or there's severe service, and now they call it less severe service. It's kind of a twist there. So under less severe, you do it every 30,000 miles, and I can get on board with that. About every two years. The other time to maybe do your brake fluid. Now, there is an objective test we can do of the brake fluid. We can measure it. We can test it for copper content. We also test it for moisture content. If it passes, well, you don't really need to change it. 
However, you don't want to wait till it gets dirty. You flush your cooling system before it gets dirty. Carrie, you got a quick question. Well, can I ask that question as to why doesn't he just ask the guys why do they think I need to do this? Well, yeah, right. he could. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, on Tuesday when they're saying, hey, right. what, what, explain this to me, guys. And that's what I want you to do and see what their explanation is. If they go, dah, 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 and they won't write it down, well, chances are they're full of it. So, Dave, on your car, I probably wouldn't flush the brake fluid. Now, if I lived in Seattle or Maine, or somewhere where it's always raining, you might be more inclined to change your brake fluid at 15,000 miles. I probably wouldn't do it right now. Ask them to do the test on the brake fluid. The other time maybe to do it, if you want, is when the car needs brakes, you tie it in with a brake service, and that's your interval. So I was quite shocked to see that. Transmission fluid, Dave, on your Nissan Leaf. I went through the whole owner's manual. I didn't see one spot in there where it says to replace the transmission fluid. But there's also manufacturers out there like BMW that says the fluid's lifetime. Well, the lifetime of the fluid is when the transmission burns up. So you don't want to wait that long. Dave, unless those things have pattern failures, now, we, now we're now we talking about deviating from the owner's manual. If there's a known pattern failure of a transmission and it's related to a lubrication issue from fluid, I'd probably consider changing the fluid early. I wouldn't probably do it at 15,000 miles unless they can give you a valid reason or you dig a little bit deeper in your owner's manual, which I didn't have total enough time to read during the break. I don't know that I would do a transmission service right now. That's more probably in the 30 or 50,000 mile range. Cabin air filter, we use our air conditioning a lot. We're going to do that once a year, 75 bucks. That's normal. AC refresher for 150 bucks. I think that's a crock of you-know-what. Um, they've got the cabin air filter out. They're going to take some foamy juice stuff, some product that they sell for 15 times more than they pay a dollar for it, and they're going to spray a little fart spray in there to make it smell good and maybe uh, you know kill some bacteria or something like that. You can do the same thing at home. Now, if you have a problem, it's one thing. If your car is normal, there's not really an issue. What they're trying to do, that spray is to kill any bacteria mold that you get from the condensation. You can achieve the same thing with a can of Lysol when you're changing out the, the, the uh, cabinet filter. Turn the blower on recirc. Full blast and just let a can, half a can or something rip through there. Spray that through the vents. Put your cabinet or filter in. That's what we do at the shop. We just do it. You want know, the car to smell a little bit better and, and stuff like that. So that's, that's my opinion on those four items. Brake fluid two years or tied in with a, with a brake job. Transmission, unless they can justify some reason to do it at 15,000 miles. I think earliest is 30, probably 50, or when the owner's manual says so. Cabinet filters once a year. AC refresher. It's just, it's added fluff for the for the dealer. So thanks for that call, Dave. And gosh, we could dig into that for hours, but we've got to get to some patient people. We've got Andy and Clark. They've been on the on hold since the beginning. So Andy, sorry for making you wait so long. How can we help you with your Volkswagen Passat? Yeah, so I called last week and you kinda of did an entire segment on me regarding my air conditioner compressor going ah, through a, yeah. another company. Uh-huh. So I have some answers for you. Um and the answers are there are no answers. Oh no. Um so I took it back. They drove it based on the odometer about another hundred miles. Okay. Uh, it was left idling out in the sun for an hour, according to them. They shut it off. They let it sit for six, seven hours in the sun. Drove it, hopped on the freeway, got it all the way up. They could not figure it out because it was working for them. They did say that there could have been some sort of an air bubble in the system. They used that word, not mine. Not However, true. when I got it and I picked it up, it works perfectly. So. It is just completely unknown. They, I think they were trying to think that I was just absolutely loony, but it works. So they did absolutely nothing extra to it uh, outside of the original repair, which is an entire compressor replacement. Yeah. Um, but they, they couldn't answer it at all, and neither can I, because I drove it to work. Home, it was perfect. Well, so it's just I, I guess that's, a hiccup of some sort. Yeah, that's good. I mean... Yeah, if it's if it's working, I mean, so good for you. I'm glad you didn't have to spend any more money and have any controversy. Let's see how long that sticks for him. You know, it makes me makes me wonder a little bit. So I I appreciate the follow up. You know, the cynical side of me is kind of funny. You know, I'll say I'll say this. You know, maybe they went back and they found the original problem and they just quietly fixed it. The notion that there quote might have been an air bubble in the system, that's sparkle dust. That's not even possibly true at all that was just 
something to, to kick the can down the road a little bit, if you will. So but I'm glad it's fixed for you. I'm glad it worked out. Uh, let's Hopefully it stays like that, though. So, Andy, thanks for the call. Clark, I promise I'm going to get to you right away in your Honda. We're going to take a quick break, and then, holy smokes, we got some more calls. We'll be right back. Are you a business trying to find the right relationship for your company's fleet maintenance and repairs? Are you looking for someone to look after your bottom line and have your back? Does convenience matter like pickup and drop-off, realistic return times, and rapid repair assessment to minimize downtime and maximize efficiency? This is Lee Weatherby, and that's what Accurate Automotive is known for. Our expertise is to help you with the major repairs and regular service that you can depend on to keep your fleet running and taking care of your customers and your bottom line. We handle the small maintenance, but also can come to the rescue on repairs you may not be able to do internally, and we do it on time and efficiently to help you run your business effectively. We have the parts and the experts to do your work right the first time. Give us a call for a free quote at 480-890-0409. Let's build that relationship. Accurate Automotive, friends serving friends in Mesa at Robeson and Broadway. Check us out at AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com today. If your garage has become a breeding ground for bugs and pests, it's time to call A1 Garage Door Service. Hi, Tommy Mello here. Replacing the bottom rubber on your garage door can have a huge impact on the number of bugs you see in your garage and in your home. As the weather starts to warm up, keep those creepy crawlers outside by calling A1 Garage Door Service today. Cracked or worn out bottom rubbers and seals expose your garage door to bugs and other pests. A1 Garage Door Service can replace old bottom rubber and seals in no time. And don't forget about all the moving parts of a garage door system. Wheels get old, cables fray, grease runs out, and tracks move, putting excessive wear and tear on your garage door system. Call today for our $129.99 tune-up special that includes a new bottom rubber. And remember, the garage door is the smile of your home. So don't wait. Call A1 Garage Door Service and you'll be smiling today. bit there. Bryce got the volume levels up a little bit. Got to get a jump start or something going here, right? <laughs> so Kickstart my heart. A kickstart, not a jump start. So I'm off a little bit. I don't know all my music. That's you know? okay. At least I don't sing it and have it be wrong. I just say Thank it once God. in a while. So welcome back. We're going to wrap this thing up. We've got about uh, almost 10 minutes and 30 seconds to be exact. And got some calls. Going to take a quick text message. We only had one today. Um Guy says, can't find, I say guy, I don't know if it's a man or a woman, can't find a reputable shop to replace the clutch in my 2003 Cadillac CTS. Um, any one of the bumper to bumper radio shops can help you. Just Google, you know, bumper to bumper radio or go to bumper to bumper radio. We all do clutch jobs, I think. Um, I can't speak for everybody. Now, of course, my import shop isn't going to do your clutch. We don't want to work on a Cadillac. We want your Mercedes. Uh, but any of the any of the shops at bumper to bumper can handle that for you. Um, again, when you're doing a clutch on that car, new parts. I don't even know if anybody does rebuilt clutches anymore. You want a new clutch kit, depending on the how the slave cylinder, or the hydraulic cylinder is set up. If it's in internal, you want to replace that too, and always get the flywheel machines. It's just my tips on your clutch replacement. So, let's see. Clark and Mace is my first one. Clark, thank you for your patience. How can we help you with your Honda Civic? Hey, how you doing today, man? Fantastic. Thanks for being so patient. What's going on? Yeah, it's all good. I'm in no rush. I'm just moving out today. Uh, so I got that. 2010 Honda, as you know. Uh, I want to know if it's back. Uh, I'm thinking I need to get my shocks or my suspension replaced. I wanted to do it myself. Uh, I was wondering what your opinion would be. Uh, I was uh, recommended something called YK brand uh, suspension, and I was wanting to go OEM, but my friends tell me to go with this brand or whatnot. Uh, as far as I know, OEM is generally the way to go. Uh, 
Uh, just wanted to know what your thoughts were. Well, that's perfect. You know, that was going to be my topic today. And at the last minute, we switched to the hot weather. I was going to Yeah, talk I, I, I heard you from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I know. You've been on hold the whole darn time. Um, I was going to talk about that today. We'll dive into it a little bit. I'll answer your question briefly. And then I think next week, that'll be our topic for everybody listening now. Talk about your struts and your shocks and your tires and what's good and bad and so on and so forth. Clark, I think the brand you were recommending was probably KYB. Um, KYB, that's what it was. That's the original manufacturer. So, oh, okay. Yeah, and they make them, they produce them for Honda. So those are the original equipment struts. You can get those at Napa. You can probably get them at a, a number of different places. So a couple ways you can do that repair. I don't like, in your case, Honda Civic. That was one of the cars that is going to be my example. You can buy what we call quick struts. That's the strut, which is the shock absorber portion, the spring, and the strut mount all combined into one unit. You can buy that, and it's a very easy change out for a homeowner, uh, you know, for a do-it-yourselfer, I should say. Or for these uh-huh. uh, chain shops, you know, they got 25 locations that are open every day of the week, and they do stuff. They want those because they're fast and easy. I don't like them, depending on the brand. If we got Monroe or some other brands, we see when we put those on Hondas and some of the import cars, they look like a rally cross car all of a sudden. The springs aren't matched <laughs> right, uh, or they don't sit right. We've had problems with them on Lexuses and such. If you're going to go that route with a quick strut, which might just be a whole lot easier for you to do, I would go with the KYB version. They're probably much, much more dialed in on a Honda. If you're not going to go with that, with um, the quick struts, you know, you do have to change out the spring and change some of the parts over. You always want to replace the strut mounts. The strut mounts cost, in some cases, are more than the struts, but... They're part of doing the job right. Strut mounts break a lot. The bearings go bad in them. Last thing you want to do is take that thing all apart, put it all back together, and then in 10,000 miles have a have a strut mount that's broken. So I th- did that answer so your question? By the whole assembly, right? Well, if you can get it in KYB. If you can get it in KYB, right. get the whole assembly. And, and like I said, you get those at Parts Authority. You get them at Napa. I'm not sure what. Oh all yeah, I'm looking on, at them on CarParts.com and ParsGeek. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing them everywhere right now. Yeah, so that, and, uh, that's the ones you okay. want to. That's the ones you want to get if they're available, and you can get the KYBs. If you can't get the quick struts and KYBs, I would not go with quick struts. I would go with individual components and, and change your springs over. And then, of course, when you're done with that, be careful. Those springs are dangerous. You've got to have a right strut compressor. It might be one of those things. You might have to pull them all off, take it to a shop that uh, a machine shop or somebody that will do that bench work and put them all, take them apart and put them back together for you. Um, you could probably even rent some tools at AutoZone maybe or something like that to to uh, to get those fixed up. But on your car, stick with the KYBs. Now, we're going to talk about stretch and shocks for sure next week. So it uh, looks like Eeyore, I can't read that without my glasses, 2017 Nissan Maxima in Phoenix. What can we help you with? Is it Igor? Anybody there? 2017 Nissan Maxima. I'm going to put you back on hold. Maybe we'll come back to you if we can. And looks like Jenny in Casa Grande got a uh, Toyota Tundra 2003. How can I help you, Jenny? Uh, I'm pushing getting a, a, the 300,000-mile mark where you have to get your timing belt changed. Uh-huh. And just wondering if you, what you can suggest, because there's probably other things I need to do along with that and what I'm, kind of price I'm looking at. Do you know what, um, what engine your your Tundra has the four point seven liter engine in it? I think. Do you know? Yeah. Okay. So, well, yeah. If you've got three hundred thousand miles, or you're pushing to something, you're on round two of your timing belt. So, you know, whether it's your truck, Jenny, or anybody else that's got a timing belt engine, they used to be sixty thousand miles. Some of them were forty five thousand on the Volvos. They've probably changed a little bit. I think, generally speaking, most cars are the 100,000-mile range on the timing belt right now. Depending on the car, there's a lot of components when you replace the timing belt. The components that the timing belt touch are the water pump, the idlers, the tensioners. You're going to take the other belts off the car. Those parts are probably not going to last as long as your new timing belt. So that's why we change them all in a kit. Um, so the most shops know that Jenny. So when you go to them, tell them I, I need, you know, I need to get some estimates 
for for my upcoming service on my timeout, what do you recommend based on what you see? I don't like to go in and replace seals arbitrarily if they're not leaking. If you have crankshaft seals or camshaft seals or something like that leaking, that would be the time to replace them. But just to do them because you're in there, I don't think is a good idea. So those are the components that you have. Now, when I did my timing chain on my truck, you know, close to 200,000 miles, I replaced the hoses. I replaced the radiator, even though there was nothing wrong with it, but it's 13 years old with 200,000 miles on it i put a new one in because i don't want to screw with it later so you can you can uh, adjust that repair for your needs for sure so let's see we're gonna go with david and awatuki got no david we already talked to david no i don't know david we didn't is david with the honda civic in awatuki did we talk to you yet i don't think so Uh, no you haven't talked to me yet we are now david (laughs) you're up you're live. What's happening? Okay, Terry, no problem. Okay. Hey, uh, yeah, you know, um, I have a, a 2002 Honda Civic sedan. Uh, it has 129,000 miles on it. Uh, the neighbor lady gave it to me. It was sitting in her driveway for two years, and I just kind of helped her. So, uh, at any rate, the, the thing is, I called in earlier, and uh, the blower wasn't working. You suggested the resistor, so that was the problem. And then, oh, cool. So, now the blower works. But, however, the air conditioner still doesn't kick in uh so i had my friend come over he's uh a mechanic anyway and he has some equipment and stuff and and uh, he, he thought uh that the compressor and all this stuff was okay but uh, uh he said the problem's underneath the dash mm. and that uh, it's going to be a really complex problem that it could take like four or five hours and at a hundred dollars an hour you know <laughs> I don't know if it's worth it. Well, if it's $100 um, now, you're getting a deal, that's for sure. Um, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you can fix the car for 500 bucks, of course it, it's worth it, assuming that's the problem. I don't, I don't know what, what would be under the dash um, that would that would require that kind of work, but as long as he knows what he's doing, I mean, I think uh, there's there's no reason that you that you shouldn't fix that car. So I'm glad the blower motor works now, but I guess it's now the next part of the air conditioning system. So, man, I don't know. I'm gonna go with Don in Litchfield. Don, Don, hopefully we've got we've got almost a, a little bit more than a minute. How can I help you, real quick, on your Mercedes? Uh, it's my son's car. I just got it for him. It's a CLS 550 2012, and, of course, it being 114 degrees out, the air conditioner stops working. It's only got 78,000 miles on it, but, uh, you know, I was just kind of curious. What would cause it to just completely stop? kind of sounds like your previous caller. Uh, where the blower motor just does not sure. engage. Okay, so when you say this, and, hold on real quick. I'm going to be out of time, so I want to try and help you the best I can. When you say it stopped working, did it quit blowing, or does it still blow but does it blow cold air? Stop blowing. Stop blowing. Okay, so, you know, as the air conditioner goes down, and we're going to have to make this quick, The blow, you got to move the air. So if you turn the air on and you hear the compressor click under the hood, you might just have a blower run. I bet. Carrie had his Mercedes in, had a blower motor replaced this week, only because it was making noise, not because it was bad. So it could be a fuse. You might want to check your fuses. Um, you could give the bottom of the dash a little bit of a smack and see if you can get the AC to start working again. That blower motor might just start working. You may get lucky. But otherwise, you got to get in somewhere and have a test done. So, everybody, thank you so much. The phones were busy today. We appreciate the calls and the text messages. Listen to Bumper to Bumper Radio. We'll see you next week.